these are industries where you don't have a lot of women, you don't mm -hmm. have a lot of diversity. Yeah. And it was very hard for me even in school. There were so many times where I felt like the odd one out yeah. or my opinion wasn't valued because right. I was a woman or because I was a black woman. Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. My name is Neve Mar. I am delighted to introduce my guest to studio today. Fanula O'Reilly is the current Miss Universe Ireland holder. She's also a NASA data knot, so I'm highly intimidated. Fanula, thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Delighted to have you. So we've got so much to talk about. I want to learn everything. We were talking there a little bit before and we started getting into your job and talking about NASA and I was like, no, I want to save this yeah. for the show. Um, so we're going to start off with our game. So it's called Six Words or Less. So you have to describe mm. yourself in six words or less. And it can be words or it can be a sentence, whatever way you want to do it. So go for right. it. Right. OK, six words. Um, I'd say uh, I am smart. Mm -hmm. I am. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly. I'm sassy. Um, I am silly. I like to have a good time. Mm -hmm. um, so that's three. I, I'm unique. Yeah. Uh, that's four. I'm adventurous. Mm -hmm. And the last one, I would say I'm sweet. Aww. Yeah. Those are S's. <laughs> yes. I, I tried to get make them all S's, but I failed with two of them. <laughs> I love the word sassy. It's funny because sassy is one of those things that sometimes people don't like being described as sassy, yeah. but you're you're fine with it. You love it. Absolutely. Sass. Absolutely. I, I fully think that sass is fun. You mm. know, there's nothing wrong. And I think it's a little powerful too, you Definitely. know. You can be strong, powerful, have a little bit of cheek. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so you did say that you were smart there. I mean, understatement. I would say you work for NASA, um, but I want to go back a little bit first and kind of talk a little bit about how you got into the job that you do before we move on to Miss Universe Ireland. So um, you grew up in America and in Ireland. So you have an Irish father and an American mother. And I loved I loved this about the fact that your dad was one of those lads back in the 80s who won the, the green card lottery. Yeah. They're yeah, like, yeah. they're magical, mythical creatures. I've, I've never <laughs> met one myself, but I can't believe, for anybody who doesn't know, can you explain, like, what that is? Well, yeah, I mean, he just, so the, his dream was to go to America with some of his friends. Yeah. And uh, he, he just, he put his name in and he wound up getting the lottery. And then he was choosing, he was deciding between San Francisco, New York City, and Chicago. Mm. And my dad back then, he was really into kind of like, punkish music okay and he had I, this is not even a joke he had a mohawk in the front and dreadlocks coming down the back that's not a thing yeah yeah i oh know it's like the picture and i've seen the pictures which are just hysterical and um, so they, he decided to go to san francisco okay. and he was meant to stay just for a couple of months and mm. um, and he started working he was a painter and uh, he was living you know in a one-room apartment with like six other lads and, mm. and they just had a really great time mm. he met my mom who at the same time Time was also into the same kind of punkish scene in San Francisco okay. and uh, they met on the street he was complimenting her Doc Martin boots stop yeah I love that yeah it doesn't <laughs> happen like that anymore no does it, it doesn't everybody's now wearing Doc Martens and now well, everyone's like. on like tinder and social media yeah. trying to find everyone <laughs> so he stopped her on the street and was just like I love your boots yeah well I think it was more like a yelling at in her general direction <laughs> like hey you <laughs> I like those boots and she's like Thanks. 
Nice and, dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah, thanks. That's nice. Um, but they wound up eventually getting married and coming back to, to Dublin to start a family. Wow. Okay, so like, so were you born in Ireland then, or were you born in San Francisco? So, I, neither. Right. I was born in like the most random place ever. I was born in Kentucky. Okay. Yeah, so my dad, so we come from like a, a, a uniformed family. Mm -hmm. my, my grandfather was a deputy commissioner of the Garda. Oh, wow. And uh, my dad, when he started, you know, when they were starting a family, he was thinking, you know, what can I do to um, kind of keep this adventurous side? What can I do? Um, but to also start a career to support my family. Yeah. And so he he um, joined the United States Army and he's been in uh, the army for about 30 years now. Wow. Yeah. So military family. Yes. So moving around pretty all much over. all the time. All over. I've lived in places three months, six months. The longest I'd lived anywhere growing up was, um, it was three years um, in a row, and I'd never lived anywhere longer, like consecutive years. Wow. Yeah. What so. was that like? I mean, in terms of even making friends and stuff like is that was that hard when you were growing up in terms of making friends with people mm. and then having to leave or because I know you have a lot of sisters as well so presumably they were all your best friends as well when you were moving around but was it tough to move that much? It, it absolutely was easier because I had sisters yeah. they were my best friends I, I think I, I really just enjoyed it yeah. we, we were we got to do so much and see so much and I was really young and I just had, yeah, I had my sisters, I had my friends. And um, now it's been lovely because the friends that I did make in all these different places, I, you know, with social media, you're able to keep up with so many yeah. of them. And, and so, you know, now I still get to travel so much as Miss Universe Ireland and, mm. and I get to see loads of people um, that, that I grew up with in different places. So yeah. that's been really nice as well. Amazing. And so then the, the, the kind of place that you settled in, I suppose, for the longest period of time was when you went to university. Yeah. And so, I mean, Presumably when you were growing up, you had a, a love of maths and science. I'm guessing this is what is needed to get into NASA. I'm just taking, <laughs> taking a wild guess here, but I never did a science subject in my life, so I doubt that they'll come knocking on my door. But, I mean, tell me about, in terms of education, how, how that kind of started for you. Did you enjoy maths? Oh, it's my worst subject. <laughs> it, like, actually gives me nerves thinking about maths. That's how bad I am at oh, maths. Oh, no, I, did, I do, I did. I was, it, I was a very... Um, Curious kid. Yeah. I remember um, I was living in Germany at the time, and I have one sister who's a year older than me, and she got to go to school. Mm -hmm. And before that, we were like joined at the hip, you know, we were very close, very attached. And I didn't like that she got to go to school on her own without me. And so I was intent, like I was intent on learning how to read. And yeah. so I would just run around and write down every word I'd see. And every night I was going to my mom and I, what does this say? What does this say? What does this say? Mm. Eventually the teacher let me come in and before I was even meant to start school, I got to go in anyway. And I was bugging my sister because I, I didn't want to be left out. Yeah. So I think from an early age, I was just interested in yeah. school. I liked school a lot. Was it, you know, I'm not perfect at every subject. Mm. And I, I don't think you have to be perfect at every subject, but I did like maths mm. and um, I had an interest in science, but maths was definitely, I think, my best subject in school. Um, and then I had teachers uh, that, that saw, you know, that there was something and hopefully, you know, they could help, you know, uh, foster it a bit. Yeah. And um, there was one teacher, I remember I was 14 and he pushed me to uh, uh, 
to uh, apply to this program called the Summer Math and Science Honors Academy at UC Berkeley. Mm -hmm. At the time, I was living in San Francisco in California. Yeah. And I didn't, I was not interested. You know, at 14, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I, yeah. I want to just hang out with my friends and have a nice time. But he was pretty adamant, and he got me to do the application, and I got accepted to this program. And that was the very first time that, you know, the entire... Uh, industry of science, technology, engineering, yeah. and math kind of was demystified for me. Mm. I never had met a female engineer before. Yeah. Didn't know anyone that looked like me that had a job as mm. a scientist. And something that you don't really think about at that age. You're just yeah. focusing on having a lovely time. And but but I had this experience, and I was like, wow, this is so cool. I'd love to do this. And yeah. and so I kind of just stayed the path. And so that was when you were 14, you went to this summer camp. Yes. And then so in terms of like kind of molding that into a career and like your university education, what was the, the kind of path for you there? Was it very much like, okay, if I want to work in NASA, I need to go and do science and engineering in university, that kind of thing? Or did you want to be a mathematician? Or I, I feel like sometimes with those subjects, mm. it's difficult to kind of turn it into what career you're going to have afterwards? I, I can't even lie. I had no idea what I was doing the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Honesty. Love that. I just, I knew I wanted to be an engineer and the type of engineer that I am, I'm a systems engineer. And mm -hmm. um, that only came about in the 70s. The 1970s is when it became popular. So it's actually a very new form yeah. of engineering. And for those who don't know uh, what a systems engineer, it, you, you apply maths, a lot of statistics, mm. um, to, uh, uh, to different problems. So your job is basically to optimize a system. And okay. when you think about what a system is, it could almost be anything. Yeah. Um, transportation is yeah. a system. Um, you, know, you can look at a, a business as a system. Um, whatever system you're working on, whether it's robotics, computers, anything, you're trying to optimize how it works. What is the best way that we can make this thing work? Mm. Because sometimes, you know, you're working with different kinds of engineers on a project. Yeah. So how do you know which is the best way to go about doing something? If someone specializes in civil engineering, they're going to have a civil engineering perspective. Yeah. If someone specializes in electrical engineering, they're going to have an electrical engineering perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, a systems engineer is someone who's a bit more higher above the weeds that can say, well, considering all of these different things, we need to make sure that the project is going to go perfectly yeah. in the best way possible. And here's why um, from a mathematics approach. Yeah. And, uh, and so I liked that uh, because I think I'm a very... Um, I'm a very, oh, what's a good word? <laughs> uh, I, I'm a very, um, uh, I'm the kind of person who, if I look at a problem, I don't like to be in the weeds. I like to look at the whole thing. Right, okay. And I, I think I do like being at the top where I can work with a load of different people, not yeah. just, you know, you know, sitting behind a computer, which sometimes I do, but yeah. sometimes I like to work with more people and interact and things like that. And I get to do that as a systems engineer. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah no it's been it's been so great and I I, I love that type of engineering when I started studying it in school the whole time I didn't know where it was going to lead yeah. me I didn't know what kind of job you could even get yeah is as it competitive a as well like I was going to ask because I feel like now especially in degree courses and stuff there is that element um, of competitiveness to get a job after you finish. Um, is that the case when it comes to engineering? Is there a competitive nature? Or is it all just about solving that problem and you're all on the same team and everyone gets along? I think it, 
I think it was competitive, though, because a lot of my peers, a lot of them are like type A kind of people. Mm -hmm. um, and so because they had, you know, gone through this hard course of learning how to be an engineer, they were like, no, I want to land on my feet. I want to land on my feet. I was the same way. Everyone yeah. wanted to, you know, do well do and, well, and yeah. get, you know, that first great job out the gate. But it's just simply not true. It doesn't happen that way yeah. for everyone. And for most people, I think it doesn't happen that way. I didn't just leave school university and then go straight to working with NASA. Yeah. Um, I, I started working in the tech industry, uh, information technology. Uh, I had interned already mm. previously with uh, a tech company who they were, it was so great working there because mm. I was given a load of responsibility and you got, they got to see, you know, either you will do something with this or you'll just do the bare minimum. Yeah. And I, I, I showed that I wanted to do something with this. And yeah. I think um, that taught me so much uh, right out the gate because things are different when you're just in school. Definitely. You, know, it's you feel a little so guarded different. and you feel a little bit protected in, in when yeah. you're learning what yeah, it is yeah. that you want to do. But then when you're out there, you're pretty much just like, okay, go on now. Yes. On I, your I mean, own. Learning simply how to just write a proper email, you yeah. know, to, to people that you work with, you know, something yeah. as simple as that. Um, and there's, there's a lot of technical skills that I felt confident with, but some of the softer skills I was a bit nervous about. Yeah. You know, how do you, how do you approach different work um, situations? And yeah. I, I got that experience first with an internship, and then I started working with the company, and then I uh, worked with a, a different um, uh, tech company. It was a startup again, and that was an amazing experience because I also got to see how business was built. Yeah. And that drove my passion for wanting to be a, a businesswoman and mm. wanting to be a director and and I really loved that experience. Um, and then I finally applied to the NASA Data Not program. Okay, like how, I wanted to start off with this, but how do you get a job in NASA? Like how do you get a job in NASA? <laughs> well, I just, I work with NASA. The NASA Data Not program has been amazing yeah. because I get to do a lot of advocacy work, mm. um, talking uh, yeah. with women and all about diversity in the workplace yeah. and especially, you know, science, technology, engineering. These are industries where you don't have a lot of women. You don't mm -hmm. have a lot of diversity yeah. and it was very hard for me even in school there were so many times where I felt like the odd one out yeah. or my opinion wasn't valued because right. I was a woman or because I was a black woman yeah. and sometimes you just stick out like a sore thumb and instead of you know there were many times I wanted to leave the program I it wasn't the coursework that wanted me to, that made me want to leave mm. it was the environment, the situations really? I found myself in. And did you, in. did you feel insecure because of feeling like you were like sticking out like a sore thumb or what was it? Because obviously it wasn't to do with your ability and you loved the work, but it was it just that like, I'm, I'm facing a bit of an uphill battle here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it definitely felt that way. And I think my perspective was that if I felt that way, just even in university, mm. what would a career in this industry yeah. look like? And then, um, that was something that I definitely struggled with for a little while. And I, I got to, I, I don't want anyone to think that it's just so easy. Yeah. You know, you just go from one thing to, I had such a hard time. Yeah. But what got me through was I had to, one, remember why I loved 
math and the sciences and, and things like that in the first place. Yeah. And that, you know, I had to step away. I took a year break from university right. and I went to work full time. I was working in Milan and finally I came back because I missed it. Mm. And um, and I, I, I have such passion for it. And so I, I was thinking to myself, okay, this is more so a sink or swim situation. Yeah. So if I'm not going to sink, then I need to learn how to swim mm. and I, I can't give up. I have to apply this problem solving attitude that I learned yeah. in engineering to, you know, working in engineering and just getting through my day to day so that I'm happy with uh, the environment that I'm in. Yeah. I do think things have definitely changed even since. So I'm 26 now. Yeah. Um, you know, I started university when I was 18 and I think I've even seen things change in it that short changing. amount of time. Yeah, yeah. like there's definitely, I, I feel like, well, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about the work that you've done here as well in terms of kind of getting more young girls and and women involved in STEM. Um, but so the program that you kind of applied for with NASA then, it's great because you do, you work remotely, right? And so there are a lot of data knots or data knots, sorry if I'm saying it wrong, um, around the world who are working remotely too Absolutely. with NASA. So kind of talk us through a little bit about what, what that job entails. So um, there's, I mean, it's a program where you get to study a lot. It's yeah. a program where you get to advance your skills. It's a program where um, we've brought in a lot of diversity yeah. and there are more women, I want to say over 50% of yeah. the class uh, are women. That's amazing. Um, and you get to, uh, I, so I'm a coder. Mm. Um, I work uh, in R and Python. A lot of the other uh, people that um, work on different projects, um, they also work in the same uh, space, uh, data science, data analytics, um, data visualizations, those are kind of the spaces that we work in. With NASA, you get to use NASA's data, which is open yeah. uh, for everyone anyway. Yeah. Um, NASA publishes all satellite data openly. Okay. And um, so we get to use uh, uh, NASA data to come up with different innovations. And there's different projects that have been um, pre-designed for people to work on mm. and then we're also able to work on our own projects yeah. um, one of the things that also is important to me that has come out of the data not program has been my work with um, the NASA NASA's International Space Apps Challenge which is an international hackathon that we have every single year um, I think this past October we had 225 locations around the world wow. over 25,000 scientists engineers students um, creators of all types of backgrounds you know, yeah. working in STEM, come together and, they, and we work on um, real world problems, okay. earth science problems, space innovation problems. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite projects was uh, a project that um, was all about the wildfires okay. that have been going on all over the yeah. world. So it's not just what's going on in space, like people here at NASA, they think of space, but these, right. are, these are kind of gathering minds in order to to look at problems that are happening here on Earth as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, NASA does more than just, uh, you know, the space, mm. um, you know, space uh, and, and space flight and, and, and exploration. Um, NASA does a load of work here on Earth. Um, uh, let's see, two years ago I went to uh, the NASA Jet, uh, NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory um, and also uh, the Vandenberg Air Force Base for a few different um, projects. Yeah. NASA was one, yes, hosting a launch to Mars, which was fantastic. Yeah. It's the highlight of my life. Um, and then also there was an aerosol experiment that I got to be a part of that was mm. amazing. So NASA was conducting aerosol experiments uh, around the globe, sending planes yeah. up um, with different instruments to kind of gather how how 
how much pollution we have in our atmosphere. Mm. And we take that data, make useful com conclusions from it, and then we inform people. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that is really amazing is that, you know, one of the missions of NASA is to inform anybody and everybody about what's going on in the yeah. world. Um, and the future of space. And it's so impressive. It's it's such cool stuff, it's you know. It's such cool stuff. And the, the way that you describe it makes it almost a little bit more accessible to people who don't really, like myself, who wouldn't know a huge amount about it, even when you're discussing and describing like systems engineer. I'm like, that makes... That makes a lot of sense. Like you're looking at everything, you just kind oh. of want to solve the problem. <laughs> I mean, again, you're making it sound easy. Oh, I wouldn't want to be in charge of anything. But do you ever want to go to space? <laughs> I mean, I'd love to go to would space. Would you really? Of course. Oh, I don't yes. know if I'd be able for it now. I think my anxiety would be through the roof. Like. I think I, I love to fly. I okay. love to fly. I've wanted to be a pilot for a long time. I was actually true story. And um, my freshman year of university, I was in Naval ROTC, um, nice. which is the Naval Reserve Officer Training Corps. Um, I wanted to be like my dad and be in the military. That is so cool. <laughs> and honestly, like, stop. Yeah, being. my dream so was cool. to be a helicopter pilot at really? the time. Yeah, and I, I wanted to work my way up. You can still do that. Like, you can still oh, yeah. be a pilot. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Um, it's one of my goals on my, my uh, you know, one of my uh, 2020 to 2021 Learn how to fly. Yeah, learn how to fly. I, I absolutely adore it. I've been flying since I was so young, and yeah. I just all of some some of my happiest memories are flying and being in airports, just hanging out, yeah. going on to the next adventure. Nice. And you don't hear that that often. Most people don't enjoy airports or <laughs> flying that often, especially when you have to do it a lot. Yeah. Um. So I suppose I want to move on slightly to the Miss Universe Ireland because. You know, everything that you're speaking about and that we've been chatting about now, then you kind of became like, you know, renowned for winning this very prestigious pageant. So, I mean, how did that come about in the first place? Was that one of the goals that you wanted to participate in something like this or, or how did that happen? Uh, it was always a goal of mine to participate in a really? pageant. And you never yeah. did pageants when you were younger or anything like I'd, that? My first pageant when I was 19, I okay. was at university, mm. and there was a Miss Freshman pageant. Okay. And so it was my you know freshman year, and I would have never done anything like mm. this in my entire life. Like, I, 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 I was, you know, pretty skinny, and I was awkward and you know I I had trouble figuring out how to do my hair for the longest time it <laughs> yeah. took ages to learn how to do curly hair and um you know I I tried cheerleading once but I, I you know I wasn't natural mm -hmm. at it okay. and um it was something that I would have loved to try but I was too nervous I, I thought like a girl like me couldn't do something like right. that yeah. and so I, I applied to this pageant and then I wound up winning it and I, I kind of knew that was coming. <laughs> I, I had a feeling that was coming. Okay, but no. I'm I, like, okay, Vanilla. I won the first one, but no, the truth is I lost every other pageant that I'd ever competed in until I won this one. Right. And so this, I think Miss Universe Ireland was my fifth pageant. Okay. And uh, it, it, after a while, you learn so much about why even compete. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, it was, I, I just want to try this for fun. I want to make some friends. I've never done anything like this. Yeah. And then I competed again. And I lost, and oh my, it broke my heart. Really? I was like, oh, this is so hard, yeah. yeah. And um, and then I wanted to compete again. Yeah. This competitive spirit came out in me. Yeah, I mean, it's competition I, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it also, I realized at the end of this pageant, it, it, 
it was a journey of mm. kind of self-discovery in a way. And it made me reflect on how do I want to present myself to yeah. the world? What kind of difference can I make in the world by, you know, using this kind of platform? Yeah. And, um, and it was fabulous because I, I learned so much about myself year after year um, when I competed in a few different pageants. And yeah. then um, I, you know, I moved back here, back home anyway. My sisters moved here with my nieces and my cousins and my aunts, my, yeah. my grand, they all live here. And um, it was just time as well. Uh, I, I was speaking to a load of friends. I was like, I don't know if I can do another pageant. It's also, it's a big endeavor to take yeah. on and you're working sometimes. I'd say it's costly as well. I mean, dresses and beauty and everything like that, like it costs money, yeah. right? It so, does, yeah. absolutely. It's an investment. You're mm. investing in, in yourself at the end of the day with a pageant, I think. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful because, you know, I think you should invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and and my, I was speaking to a load of friends. I don't know if I can do any more pageants. Um, maybe I should take a break. And then, you know, there were two friends of mine that uh, they came to me and they were like, I think you should give it one more go. You know, remember, remember why you wanted to do this in the first yeah. place, and what is it that you think that you can contribute? Mm. And and I, I listened to them, and I was like, you're right. There's there's so much that I want to do. There's mm. so much that I want to try to achieve. And and so I applied, and I won this time. You definitely <laughs> did. Yeah. I mean, I suppose in terms of pageants in general, like in the media, they do get a bad rap. You know, like the way that they're perceived in movies and stuff like that like I mean I feel like Ireland as well because we're not a pageant nation like pageantry I, I definitely think it's around now, but like when I was a young girl, I didn't really know a lot of people who were participating in pageants. Not as big as it is in the yeah. States anyway. Um, and so, you know, sometimes the people who participate in pageants get a bit of a ribbing and it, it like, I mean, you see some of the videos that go viral of people messing up on their answers and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, what, what do you think about that kind of aspect of it? What would you say to people who don't know anything about pageants and who would or have done in the past, kind of look down on the people who participate in them? Oh, I definitely, I have a load of opinions on this. I think, yeah. I think one, it's fantastic to be able to support women. Mm. And we are living in a post-Me Too, or currently in a Me Too society where, yeah. you know, women are speaking up and we're having our voices heard, and yeah. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I think on pageantry, you have to you have to listen to the women, though. Yeah. You have to listen to our experiences and why we think it's important. Yeah. And I, I do think, you know, pageantry, in some ways, it has gotten a bad rap. I, I've yeah. seen videos like you're talking about. It's just uncomfortable yeah, to watch. Yeah, where it's hard. But you also have to remember, sometimes it's not even, um, it's the people watching these things that can be quite critical as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. Um, you, you know, there's some girls, this is the, this is their biggest moment, mm. you know, and, and, and that you can be so nervous yeah. and you've been preparing for this for so long and all you want to do is do your best yeah. you know and you have to remember that I think and sometimes in general when people are put into the spotlight you know media uh, people watching at home it's mm. easy to criticize or just say well this is only about the beauty yeah. but there's so much work that goes into it behind it and so I am proud as, as a woman working in STEM to participate in something like this yeah. because I do think that you you can do both you can be both yeah. you can like fashion and beauty and 
and and and care about what's going on in the world, wanting to make a difference and wanting to bring happiness to people's lives. Yeah. But you can also be a badass in the boardroom. Yeah. You know, and you can also show you know that you're capable of amazing things. And yeah. even my class of um, women at Miss Universe, I, I'm I'm really impressed by so many of the women that I've met, lawyers and yeah. and and people that work in amazing industry. Uh, pilot, there's a commercial air pilot from Miss Belgium this year. She wow. was, she's a, a pilot. Yeah. And um, so there's some really amazing women. Mm. And I do think it's important um, to be able to share uh, your story, to hear your story. And, uh, and I think, you know, if you're someone who supports women, mm. then you would support a woman who chooses to do pageantry. Yeah. Because she, at the end of the day, is wanting to show her best self to the world. And I think that that's a fantastic thing. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't understand it or you don't know anything about it, like talk to some of the women who are doing it or just do a bit of research as well and kind of find out more about it before casting judgment on people. Yeah, That's absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, I, I kind of want to talk to you, I'm, I'm aware of your time, I've been keeping you for a while, but literally <laughs> I'll talk to you all day about your achievements and then feel bad about myself and want to fly a plane. Oh, no. <laughs> want to fly a plane, it's fine, Fanula. Um, I suppose in terms of in Ireland and STEM, right, so... You were moving around a lot when you were younger. Yeah. Um, but here, I don't know like the stats offhand, but there are definitely, like it's definitely improving. But historically here in Ireland, young girls, they weren't the subjects that they were drawn to initially. And because of that, obviously, there's a big discrepancy in terms of gender when it comes to those industries. Um, I suppose for you working in it and kind of now having this platform to talk about it, are you seeing a change in that? Like, are you seeing more young girls becoming interested in these subjects? And also, why do you think in the first place there was that kind of, not necessarily like a push away from it, but I just feel like perhaps it was not knowing enough about it. But why do you think that was in the first place? From from my perspective, I, I think that it's not a lack of interest yeah. that girls start out having, but over time they lose interest, one, because they're not shown uh, women, they're not shown role models, yeah. um, or don't even know anyone that does that sort of thing. Mm. Um, more young girls uh, are interested in being doctors and nurses. Mm. Um, but also probably because they know women or have a doctor or a nurse that so is a woman. So they can see it. You yeah. can see it. Mm. But an engineer, you know, you wouldn't see it as much. And then in general, you know, science and technology engineering, um, sub those math and science subjects in school typically weren't subjects historically that anyone would encourage for a girl to pursue. Yeah. Some, well, you know, it's okay if you're not so great at that, you know boys are better at that anyway, kind yeah. of, was a mentality that we kind of all had with it. Mm -hmm. And so I think less girls were just, in the, in the years where it's important to encourage girls to go on and to keep going and to push forward, we just kind of let it drop off and, and no one would really step in and, and yeah. say that we need to make sure that, you know, we're encouraging girls who have this natural talent or who just have this uh, general interest in pursuing mm -hmm. this kind of career. So I do think that there's been uh, an issue with that, but I've, I've recently worked with engineers Ireland uh, for Engineers Week. Mm -hmm. we, we had it was fantastic. There were over 900 events all around Ireland. Mm -hmm. uh, over 90,000 people and young people uh, participated yeah. in these events, um, all STEM related, showcasing why it's important to to you know to be an engineer. The things mm -hmm. that you can contribute to the world as an engineer. You can yeah. create real change and, and have an impact, which is fantastic. And I think. 
outreach absolutely has been phenomenal mm. in years recent. And I do think that we've done a better job at, in just in the media in general, Amazing. at showcasing women and diversity. Yeah. You know, we, we haven't done it we haven't done that so well in the past, but yeah. now we see so much more diversity. Mm. And I think that's fantastic because you can just identify mm. with more people, especially when you see yourself, you know, in women that you see in magazines and on TV yeah. and on these different platforms. And so for me, I'm the very first black, I'm the very first woman of color to be Miss Universe Ireland. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud because yeah. I, I've met so many young girls that it's made a difference for them. They, mm. they write to me or they, they tell me, and, and it's been fantastic because I do think um, you can see yourself in me, mm. you know, whereas you may not have seen yourself before. Yeah. You may have loved the competition but thought to yourself, there's no way I could do that. There's yeah. no way that I could win. But I think you open doors, and it's important to reach back for the women and the girls behind you yeah. who are interested in, in possibly doing the things that you've done as well. Yeah, it's incredible to hear that. I mean, I suppose you're here now. You're in Ireland. You're, you're living here, right? But, mm -hmm. I mean, from... The chats that we've had, I can see that you do have itchy feet. You like to move around. So <laughs> let's talk about your future a little bit. What's gonna, what's coming up for you? Do you have plans to move more? Are you gonna go back to the states? What do you think you're gonna um, do yourself? Well, right now I'm, I'm just working, and mm. I'm delighted with the opportunities that have opened up because of everything that's yeah. been going on. Um, I, I definitely love to keep one leg in, you know, fashion and modeling and that kind of stuff. Mm. But I love to keep my other leg in science and technology yeah, and engineering. So I, I, I kind of feel like I'm on a unique path and I'm kind of, you know, uh, carving out this road for myself where uh, I'll be able to keep, continue to do both in some sort of way. Um, but some great things have been coming up, and, and so I'm excited to share. Oh, anything. you can't share with that. <laughs> Look at you. You're like, well, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Come you, on. Uh, uh, shameless, shameless, you can follow my story at Instagram, on Instagram, at Figo Riley. <laughs> I love that. Big things are coming. I love that. Um, and I suppose as well, like, so you won Miss Universe Ireland and yeah. then you went and competed. Can you, like, what, is there anything that's bigger than that? Like, are you going to participate in another pageant? Or is that, that must be kind of, I mean, can you go back and do Miss Universe Ireland again? I don't know. Uh, no, so you, you, you can't, can't. You can't win twice. Yes, you can't win twice. You can only win once. Um, there are other pageant systems mm. that are known throughout the world. There's, you know, um, I want to say... Uh, four or five other big mm. ones. Um, I, Miss Universe is like the Super Bowl. It's the big one, right? It's, yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, the World Cup. Uh, you know, it's the most massive yeah. pageant in the world. And so I don't know if, if I do another one. I think, um, you know, I, I lo I've loved having this pageant career and and it's been fantastic. But I, I feel like I'm on top of the world and, yeah. and maybe I just want to, you know, want to go a different direction outside of pageantry for now. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, if you've, if you've to the Super Bowl, like what else are you going to do? What else are you coming to what do? What else are you going to do? Um, Fanula O'Reilly, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you a little bit more. Thank you so much for coming in Thanks and chatting to us. Me. And yes, uh, Fig O'Reilly on Instagram, you can go follow her for all of the uh, exciting things that are coming up that she won't tell us about. <laughs> but we're going to find out soon. Thank you so much. Thank you.